Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. A Mexican cartel shut down Tijuana over the weekend by setting vehicles on fire throughout Baja, California. The cartel seemed to be sending a message to the Mexican government for jailing a number of its members recently. At least 38 vehicles were burned across the region. The local government, as well as the U.S. consulate, advised residents and visitors to shelter in place. Union Tribune reporter Wendy Fry has been covering this issue. So, Wendy, what went down on Friday night in Tijuana? Sure. Um, about mid-evening, Friday evening, messages started so- circulating on social media that um, threatened uh, residents, basically made a threat to residents that they needed to go home or risk being attacked. And so citywide, almost the entire city shut down. People shut down their businesses. A lot of people that were at the Cholos game just decided to go ahead and go home early. And then vehicle fires started popping up all over the city and in other areas of the state of Baja, California as well. Okay, so this was cartel related. Who was behind it? So the messages, uh, and of course they were anonymous and unconfirmed, but the messages were coming from the cartel Jalisco Nueva Generacion. And um, the mayor of Tijuana confirmed on Saturday morning that that's where the the vehicle fires and the roadblocks were also coming from that cartel. Okay, so they seem to be sending a message to the Mexican government. How did officials respond? They did arrest quite a few people. So they had at least 17 people that were arrested. And of those 12 people have been transported already to Mexico City to face uh, basically federal terrorism charges. So they're taking it very seriously with the people that they have caught. They are also um, really trying to remind residents and uh, to keep calm and that, that, you know, luckily, there's not been any reports that we've heard of of anybody being injured in any of this. So they're trying to remind residents that they are going to be able to protect the safety and protect the citizens in the city and to stay calm and, you know, report any incidents that they see. Are they expecting more violence and mayhem to pop up? So the threat that the main threat that came out was telling residents that there was basically a lockdown or a curfew and that residents couldn't be out from Friday night till three in the morning, Sunday morning. So that's why many people believe that this is already passed, you know, and many residents are going ahead and returning to their normal activities for the day. Uh, They obviously, they're keeping a very close eye on everything. The National Guard is out patrolling um, in in quite heavy numbers. And then they also called in about 300 extra troops, three elements of troops is the way we say it, but 300 soldiers is the way we say in English. Um, They called in about 300 extra soldiers as well to help maintain the peace. Uh, You you mentioned in your coverage that there were other um, bouts of of violence and car fires throughout Mexico last week. I mean, do we know if the attacks were related? We do not know if they were coordinated. It certainly is something that people are looking at, given that they all happened this week. In Juarez, there was about seven people murdered actually and there was a lot of similar violence like this where they were setting car fires throughout that border city as well and then there were also similar events in Guanajuato and the state of Jalisco so many observers and commentators you know have have drawn the connection that possibly 
all of these events are connected, but we have not gotten any confirmation from the federal government of Mexico that it was a coordinated nationwide attack. Yeah, has anything like this happened before in, in your time, you know, covering covering Baja or, or before? Sure. Sure. So um, I wasn't covering Baja full time way back then, but I would go to Baja for stories back in 2008, even 2009. And there was a sense back in that time that uh, the public could be in danger just for going out and going about your normal uh, routine. Right. Normally, the drug violence in Tijuana stays focused on people who are involved in the drug trade. But during that time, back in 2008, the public was very afraid that they could be caught in crossfire or that they could be caught in an explosion that went off in any public area. So we have seen more serious and more violent public displays. Um, Even most recently, right when this new police chief took office with this administration, someone sent a severed head to his doorstep, right? So there's have been more gruesome, more gory, more violent public displays that are meant to intimidate the public, but we've never seen something on the scale of where it's such a widespread, coordinated, and simultaneous. You know, these fires popped up at 20 different locations all throughout the state of Baja California and Ensenada, Tecate, Mexicali, all over the place at the same time. And so I think that's what makes this unique is that it was the underlying message of that was, you know, look at how far and wide our reach is and what we would be capable of if we decided to turn this more lethal, you know, like we've got people everywhere and we can shut this down in a second. It's sort of the underlying message of that, of doing it in such a coordinated way. Um, Well, Sunday, it seems like things had gotten mostly back to normal. What was it like out there? There was a little bit actually of an uptick. So Sunday night, they were bringing prisoners from Mexicali by by ground, you know, by uh, ground transport to uh, outside the airport. So the base that's right outside the airport in Tijuana, they had four other people there that they had arrested in Mexicali in connection with starting these vehicle fires. And um, there was an uptick of, um, I think about a dozen or so more fires started. A couple of the major buses that transport Maculadora workers uh, to the Maculadoras. So uh, there were a couple more incidents, um, but it did seem like because of the extra troops and because of the extra presence of public safety officials on the roads, that people were starting to return to normal and were no longer abiding by this toca de queda the lockdown or the curfew that the cartel had sent out messages about implementing. Well, you know, what precautions might the government be taking going forward? I think we're going to continue to see a presence of military on the streets, which is something that's heavily debated in Mexico about, you know, the further militarization of residents, residential areas, seeing tanks just drive down these normal residential streets. Um, But I do think that we are going to continue seeing that. The Mexican president is making a move to bypass Congress to get a permanent status for the Guardia Nacional, which is his, you know, his security arm of forces that he's uh, started during his administration. So I think we're going to continue to see that. And then as far as the public officials, I think that they've been very um, out there in taping these messages to the citizens of Baja California and to the citizens of Tijuana. Hopefully they also, um, 
you know, allow the press to ask some questions and hold a hold press conferences where the where the reporters can come and get some some things clarified about um, whether anybody was hurt during any of these incidences and exactly how many people they've had arrested so far. Anything else you want to add? Nope. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Wendy.